Welcome back. I'm Maxine. And I'm Alice. And today we're talking all about human design. We decided to change it up a little. Um, So (laughs) not your usual astrology episode, but we're excited to dive deep into something a little different. Yeah. And why we're talking about human design is, well, first of all, I launched a course, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit, but human design is very similar to astrology in a lot of ways in that it helps you to learn more about yourself, relationships, your purpose, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's honestly helped me like understanding my type, which we'll get into throughout this episode, um, how to like work more efficiently and just things astrology was not able to tell me. So it definitely has a different take in that way. I'm glad you mentioned that because I mean, they are such different things. Even though they have similarities, they are two totally different systems. So like, Alice, you're an astrologer, but you don't automatically know your human design. Like, you have to learn that. Yeah, I feel like sometimes people expect me to know tarot, human design, (laughs) past lives. It's like, I know astrology. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Um, Yeah. But yeah, tell us a little bit about your course and what people might get out of it. Okay, yes. So we're going to get into the episode and we have so much good stuff to tell you and we'll give you kind of a breakdown of human design. But if you are interested, I do have my new course, Discovering Your Human Design, which is a three month long self-paced program to help you learn how to read any human design chart placed in front of you with confidence. So it helps you to better understand yourself, your relationships, your purpose. You can even use this as a tool with clients. So yeah, you can take it self-paced. There's no live group component, but you will get a course dripped like, or a module dripped through the next three months starting on Halloween. So there's 10 total. And by the end, you'll be able to like be able to read a chart. And if you you have like a special deal where if someone gets it and they finish the course by February 1st, right, they get a free reading with you. Yes. Okay. So that, that part I'm really excited about because I'm all about the bonuses and the like incentives. So you don't have to finish the course by February 1st. However, I pace the course for you. So that way, if you want to finish by February 1st, you can and then you just get a free private one-to-one zoom with me so we can like look at your chart or you can get any lingering question answered about your chart one-on-one that's really nice um and then you also have a discount code right yes so hd magic if you type that in at checkout it gets you a big discount so if you're interested in signing up now through the 17th you can use the discount and you can enter for that incentive challenge. Mm, That's so exciting. I'm like, it's so crazy how many like courses you've been able to make recently. I'm (laughs) I'm honestly jealous. I'm like, I need to get my act together. (laughs) Well, you're doing other things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, I just like the human design course. It's actually interesting, the astrology of it, because I started this course, I was telling you, Alice, like with the eclipses in the spring. And now it's coming full circle. Yeah, that's so crazy. Oh my God, I love that. And also, I think we mentioned this like before we were recording, but the fact that it comes out kind of right around the Scorpio Scorpio solar eclipse is so perfect because Scorpio is a sign all about like going deeper and learning about your patterns and how you work and kind of doing like a self-analyzing type thing. So learning about your human design would be a perfect way to do that. Oh, yeah, because it's a lot about letting go of those things that are kind of subconscious 
beliefs too. And, um, and also I just love that this course is timed with a lot of the holidays because it really does help you to understand yourself better and how you interact with people. Originally it was actually a system to help understand like for parenting and for relationships, you better understand how other people operate. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's get into it. For anyone that doesn't know what human design is, can you give like a brief overview of what it is? Yeah, so like astrology, it is this system for self-discovery or spiritual awareness. You actually use your birth chart info, like the same info you put in for a birth chart, to pull up your human design chart. But once you do that, it's very different. (laughs) Like the chart looks different. Everything is different because human design combines ancient wisdoms like astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah Tree of Life, the chakra system, and then modern science like quantum mechanics, genetics. So it gives you this mix of all those things that makes this totally different human design chart and system. And the idea is it shows you who you were born to be. Yeah, it's really cool. So like when you're looking at your chart, it's like in the shape of a human body. It's honestly so confusing to me. Um, So I needed to learn more about it for sure. Yeah, well, it is weird because you think if you have that familiarity with astrology, you're expecting to maybe see a circle chart or something that doesn't have the shape of a body at least. But that's kind of is the influence of the chakra system too, where you can see those shapes in your chart those are called centers and they kind of map the planets and this like that on your time of birth onto the chart in your body okay yeah so it's more like those different sections rather than planetary symbols speaking of like the intersection between astrology and human design like sometimes I'll get asked like about my human design type and if it like ties back into my astrology and I really don't know a enough about human design to give a good answer there. Like I know I have a lot of water sign planets in my chart, which may like influence why I'm a projector, but is there an actual like crossover between astrology and human design? Okay, this is an advanced question. <laughs> but um, to, to answer it, I would say yes, there is a crossover because you have to like keeping in mind the only reason you have a human design chart, I mean, not the only reason, but it's calculated using astrology. So that's baked into your human design chart and there's a lot of comparable things to it, but it's not as easy as saying, oh, Alice, you have a lot of water in your chart, therefore I know you're a projector. You actually, it it comes into deeper aspects of human design, like the shapes that I just talked about and all the numbers you see. That's kind of the astrology influence. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, How can people like look up their charts? So before we get into nitty gritty details of this episode and go through a few characteristics with each type or maybe authority, you may want to actually pull up your chart. What are websites that are the best for that? Mm, yes. Okay. So if you are totally new to us, to human design, almost that astrology, <laughs> if you're totally new to this, I recommend using this free website, mybodygraph.com, just because it labels out everything. So you don't even know how, you don't even have to know how to read your chart to see labeled your type, your strategy, authority, and profile, which is what we'll share about today. Okay. And there's also a few others like 
I've looked at Jovian Archive before. I feel like they also give good detailed text. Like once you know your type and you want to read further into it, they give that sort of information, right? Yeah, I love Jovian Archive and also really love Genetic Matrix. That's a little more advanced, but it's amazing. It's a great resource as you learn more. Okay, we'll put all those links in the show notes too, so you can easily click on it and pull up your chart. Yeah, and there's some books too, so maybe I can drop those below too. Okay, so really the only thing I know about human design is my type and how I'm a projector, but what are the most important things maybe besides type that you need to prioritize? Like how we did that episode on what to prioritize when reading your birth chart, or what would be the equivalent of what to prioritize when reading your human design chart? Yes. Okay. So energy type and strategy will group into the first one because if you know your type, there are five and then the strategy is matched with that. So number one, energy type and strategy. Number two, know your authority. And number three, know your profile. Okay. Yeah. And when you pull up your chart, like I'm looking at mine right now, it literally lists all of these out. It says my type. It says my strategy. It says my authority. And does it say my, yeah, it says my profile too. So you can find those on your chart. Perfect. Yeah. And those, obviously there's a lot more information and everything. It's kind of like astrology, you know, like you start by knowing your sun sign and then you know your sun, moon rising, and then you go deeper. This is kind of like your sun, moon rising. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, so right now I know my son only. <laughs> and it's like so funny because I'm like, how do people only know their sun sign with astrology? Yeah. And it's like, okay, they just aren't like they don't know about it (laughs) enough about it as I do yeah and it's interesting because you know when you first start learning human design if you come from astrology like we do I think at first you might you might think the same thing like oh I don't know how advanced like or how detailed you can get with human design but you can get really detailed so it is very similar but they're so different so yeah do you want to start out going through the five different types because I feel like that's what most people might know if they have a little background of human design um, and what characteristics are associated with those types. Like I always hear, I feel like I have a lot of people in my life that are manifesting generators, but then I also hear about types that is just manifester and just generator. And I'm like, what are the differences between all these manifester, generator, manifesting generators? Like, let's go through each one of those. Okay, yes. So starting out, maybe to describe what energy type and strategy are all about, and then we'll go through all the types. The energy type and strategy tell you how you best operate with the world, how you interact with others. It does tell you a bit about personality traits, but it's really more mechanical than that. It's like talking about your aura and your frequency and how you're best made to interact without so much resistance and conflict like I like to think about your energy type and strategy as how you're you know instead of going up current you're flowing downstream so this can help with like a few different things right like mainly I looked my human design for how to approach career and like what strategy to take there but you were mentioning before we got on this podcast like how you can also see maybe how you get along with someone else a compatibility sort of thing with human design too right Yes, exactly. So it's really, really helpful, especially with knowing your human design because it's, and I mean, in some ways, astrology has this crossover too, but human design almost shows you like the, it's called the 
electromagnetics, but it's almost like the chemistry that you have between a person and it helps you better not take things personally when, you know, like as a manifesting generator in my design, I provoke a lot of people sometimes. <laughs> like basically, yeah, yeah. you know, so it helps me to be like, oh, okay, that's, you know, I'm not for them and I get why and that's okay. And if I'm living true to my design, I will find my people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, because we'll get into it in a second, but like I always got called lazy a lot by like my parents growing up. And it's like if they had known my human design, then maybe we could have gotten along better. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. And actually, yes, human design helps you so much if you look at your family dynamics and get to understand that and see how we just all operate differently and none is better than worth or none is better than the other. So keeping that in mind too when you're listening to all five types. Yeah. Okay, let's start with manifestors. What can you tell me and everyone listening about what are manifestor traits? Yeah, so manifestors, they're the initiators and they are meant to really get things going to activate people, kind of the trailblazers with like new ideas that they're just meant to run with, but they're not meant to do everything themselves. They're kind of meant to get things started and their energy, that part of it is it kind of comes in bursts and it comes and goes. So if you're a manifester, you'll have this cycle you can actually track where your energy might come up for like days or weeks or months and then it dips at the same time for that. So yeah, it just is really helpful to know when you're inspired as a manifester, you can really go for it and run with it. And then you also need to rest. Mm -hmm. That's reminding me of Aries a lot, like Aries Mm -hmm. qualities. Yeah, very fiery when I think of manifestors. Yeah, I think I read somewhere when I was looking up definitions of human design types that like a manifester, if they have an idea for something, they can like immediately put their website out and like get reception to it, for instance, whereas like maybe as a projector or another type, you have to have someone maybe like time, you have to have time and maybe someone else intervene and like help you promote it, something like that. Yeah, you're totally right. So each of these types, as I mentioned, has a strategy and the manifestor strategy is kind of like how everyone has been conditioned, kind of like just go out and do it, make things happen. So their strategy is when they feel that inspiration or that tug at them to do something, they can initiate and they can do it and they're meant to inform others. That's a really good point to make. I like how you said like how we're conditioned to act a certain way and approach work in a certain way. And like, you have to work this many hours a week and be this productive. It's like really only manifestors fit that mold. And like the rest of us, that doesn't work. Exactly. So it's really important to know like that doesn't work for everyone. And that's why too part of the manifestor strategy is to actually let people know. And it's not, it's just to give a heads up. It's not to let people decide for them they've already made the decision but before the like after the decision they're meant to inform the people like maybe a manifester with a partner just let them know that they decided this thing and then go ahead and do it okay what is so then what is um generator what's the difference between manifestors and generator okay so this is a big difference because generators their energy whereas manifestors kind of has like that energy that comes and goes over time generators have a really steady stable energy every day so they're really meant to bring things to life and follow through for generators being 
you know, very consistent is such a gift that they have. And when they're doing what they love though, because sometimes I'll get people who are like, how am I a generator? I do not feel energized. But usually that's because they're not connected to that part of themselves that when it's lit up can really accomplish a lot. Okay, so they can sit down at their desk and work all day and not get burned out if they're doing what they really love. Exactly. Like they're not meant to be slaves at work, you know, like they're actually meant to be doing what they love. And if so, then they feel really energized. And then other types will pick up on that and then they can also benefit. You mentioned manifestor strategy was to inform other people. What is the strategy for generators? Yeah, so generators are meant to wait to respond. And I know that sounds like really weird wording, but it's just kind of the idea that they're meant to trust that life will show up for them. That when they wait for something to light them up or when they get excited about something that shows up, like maybe it's a TV show they watch and they have an idea, or maybe it's a book they see and, you know, they get inspired by that. That's what they're meant to wait for. And that's kind of like the green light or the confirmation, like, okay, I can go for that now. Okay. Yeah. So not having this expectation of, I need to turn something out and start something at all times. Exactly. Like manifestors can just have the idea and run with it. Generators are more successful and find more fulfillment when they wait to see what shows up for them and then respond to that and act from that. Okay, so then we have a third type called manifesting generator, right? Did I get the name right? Yeah. Manifesting yeah, generator? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and- what is that blends both of those together? Walk us through yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of a combo of the manifester and the generator in a lot of ways. So if they're smushed together, but it's totally a type that's different as well, like because it's combined them both. So a manifesting generator... First of all, you might be more, you might relate more to generator or manifester. And so, but you still have that steady, reliable energy to bring things to life, to make things happen when you're responding. But you tend to be more multi passionate, really wanting to be quick about things, efficient, find shortcuts. Although sometimes, like, I'm a manifesting generator and I'll skip steps along the way, or I can look really all over the place and scattered to others, but that's just how I best work. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how this manifests in your personality, but I guess that answers it. Is it so they usually, manifesting generators usually have like a lot of different interests they want to put energy towards, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, such a good example is how I love astrology, and then I also love human design. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, yeah, just, yeah, it's not just one thing, and I I didn't have like a linear path to get here, and that confuses a lot of people who are like, oh, you have to have one niche, you have to do one thing. Whereas for a manifesting generator, my energy works best, and I'm healthiest when I'm actually devoting myself to various things and seeing how they kind of can come together. That's such a Gemini trait too. And it's interesting because you're Gemini rising. Like Gemini is such like, I need to be doing a lot at once. (laughs) Yeah, I resonate a lot with being a manifesting generator. So probably manifesting generators are the people when they were younger whose parents or whoever mentor criticized them for not having that one specific path that they wanted to do. And it's like, well, I have all these different interests. I'm not really sure. So maybe that's something they just need to become more comfortable with. Like, it's okay to have all these different interests. 
Mm, yes, I love that. Yeah, each of the types kind of have those different, almost like inner child wounds or something, whatever you want to call it. But um, I definitely relate to that. I think learning that when you're a manifesting generator, you're meant to kind of put your dip your toe in the water and see if you like that and like allow yourself to quit things if it's not for you and move forward and kind of play with that. So where the manifester strategy was to inform other people of what they're doing, and then the generator strategy was wait to respond, like wait for the moment. Manifesting generator is a combo of those two. What exactly does that mean? Like wait to respond, then inform. Yeah, you're totally right. And like this actually in practice is a lot more complicated because like of all the strategies manifesting generators it's like such a combo effect so you're meant to wait to respond like wait till something lights you up and that kind of gives you this green light to be like "Ooh, is this what I want you decide and then you're meant to inform others because like a manifester you might move so quickly that other people feel left behind okay Okay, that's really interesting. Um, and then we have one that's like a little different. We have projectors. What, <laughs> Which is Alice. <laughs> like I I know a good deal more about this one just because it's my own um, than I do <laughs> yeah. the others. But can you walk us through what are some key traits of projectors? Yes, and I would love if you can share some things about this yeah, that come yeah. up. But yeah, so projectors are a lot different than the other types we mentioned because a lot of us have been conditioned, like we said, to think how we need to operate is like a manifester, like go out and make things happen, just do it. Or also like manifesting generators and generators, the ability to just sit down and work long hours at something. But projectors don't operate in either of those ways very well at all. Like, would you agree, Alice? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Like my energy is so chaotic. (laughs) I love that word for it. Yeah, it's and it's really meant to be because your your energy kind of comes and goes more even on the daily and you're you're able to kind of focus and do more in that shorter amounts of time and then rest nap like let yourself relax. Yeah, I'll work really hard for like two hours, three hours max. Honestly, that's a little long and then take like three to four hours off in the middle of the workday and then come back at like then come back at 5 p.m till like 8 p.m and do more work so it's really it's not like usual hours and I have to give myself that downtime Mm, yeah and and obviously people don't always see this like you mentioned like being like thinking you were lazy or something when you're younger yeah or like not being able to like show up when I had an office job and like sit at my desk all day, like I would be like falling asleep at the desk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so like the, the other thing about projectors I wanted to share is that one of your gifts is to really deeply connect with others. Like even in your aura, you're able to like get to the other person and connect with them at a different level. And so you're able to see them and guide them really well, especially one-on-one. And something that I've seen you so much is you love to see patterns in others and share your perspective of that. Um, So I know that shows up a lot for you too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one of those things where other people can see that talent in me where it's hard for me to like see that in myself. Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's another thing about projectors. You're so wise about other people but often you need someone like someone has to be the mirror for you as well and call out your gifts in that way 
A huge thing I've noticed as a projector in both work and in love life is I cannot be the first one to reach out and initiate. It really is like the strategy, wait for the invitation. Like I have to just be living my life, doing what I love and wait for the right time when the person with the work opportunity emails me or in the case of my boyfriend, someone set us up because he's a projector too. So for either of us, it wasn't going to work meeting on a dating app and having one person reach out first or someone at the bar, like come up and talk first. Like we had to be connected by a third party. I mean, that is the most literal (laughs) example of two projectors, how you're meant to come together. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like you said, the strategy is to wait for the invitation. And I think this one is where people are like, what does that mean? Or it feels kind of limiting. But, you know, it can be waiting to have people ask you for your opinion on something and then it's received so much better or waiting for someone like you said, Alice, to reach out to you because they saw all of the excellent work you put out and they're like, "Ooh, she's really wise about astrology. I want to reach out to her. This was really frustrating at first before I knew my human design, like, for instance, before I became an astrologer, I was looking for a new job and it was like applying to all this stuff trying to ask for a promotion of my job, like me being the one asserting myself and asking for something. And the answer was always no. And then when I just like relaxed and now through my work as an astrologer, like I never reach out to people first, like people come to me. So just knowing that and like not putting this pressure on myself to be like, I need to be sending these emails to these brands and figuring out who I want to work with and reaching out. It's like, no, I'm not doing any of that. They can come to me when the time is right. Oh my gosh, just everything you shared is so powerful because yeah, if you don't, then you're basically wasting your energy because the way that you attract people and like let your aura almost do the talking for you is like being in your zone of genius and figuring that out and then other people see you and call you out, you know? Yeah, so key thing with projectors, wait for that invitation. Don't There's all this pressure to be like, you need to be making moves. You need to be on dating apps all the time, reaching out to people. It's like, just chill. Yeah, (laughs) especially when others are involved in a decision. Like, I feel like sometimes, you know, obviously, like, Alice, if you're like, where do I want to eat for lunch today? Like, you can make decisions. This is more for, like, bigger things or when others are involved. Yeah, Yeah. like, I can text a friend first and reach out that way. But it's like, yeah, like you said, with bigger stuff. Yeah. And I do want to mention one thing while we're here and then we'll get to the last type. But you're a really good example of how being a projector and in astrology, having so much water in your chart meshes really well together. But I do get a lot of people who, you know, if they don't resonate as a projector, maybe they're they have a lot of fire in their chart. So that can be it can kind of show you how when you look at astrology crossovers with human design, you can actually see, okay, this person, even though they have all that fire, the way to not just waste that and like have the car on like running using fuel, you know, and no one's there is like they have to wait till somebody recognizes their value and it's like, hey, I'd love to get your help on this and then use that fire energy. Okay, yeah, the fire energy of initiate, passion, enthusiasm. Okay. Okay, so let's get to the last type, which is reflector. This one is so fascinating to me. I've never met a reflector in real life. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually, it's funny because so they're about 1% of the population. And I mean, everyone is rare. This is just like the first layer, but it's interesting because I've had now, I think, three reflector readings. And so they exist. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's really cool because they have this unique kind of way about them where they're meant to reflect what's around them so their environment their community the people in their lives their relationships they kind of take that in and amplify it and reflect it back so they're like a mirror for others okay that's really interesting so do they feel do you feel like they take on like personality traits of whoever they're around yeah definitely like that can be something they're a bit of shapeshifters in that sense and like we talked about all the types, they might feel like one day they wake up and really feel like a, ref- a projector, you know, if they're around projectors, for instance, or like it can just vary even based on the transits that comes into play too, or like, you know, so very sensitive to who they're around and they can even, they're really good at sensing things others don't, they're very sensitive to that, or even assessing how things are going, like they can really give you a good reflection that's accurate of that. This is giving me like Pisces energy kind of, so do do you feel like they get easily drained? Like do they have to be alone more? Yeah, I've noticed that a ton, like needing to be alone for sure, because they can kind of discharge others' energy and others' projections and expectations. Um, So yeah, I noticed that a lot. Like, for example, if you had a projector child or sorry, reflector child who might be acting out, that could be a reflection of something actually happening, happening in the home or the family dynamic that needs to shift. It's not actually the reflector child. That's so interesting. When you gave readings to these reflectors, did you notice like common thread across them? Like what kind of their life was like? I'm just like, yeah. Reflector, it's hard for me to grasp this one. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I think the main thing I noticed is that they're just so attuned. Like, even when giving a reading, like, they're just so present. And I feel like they can really sense so much and they're usually they're usually more talkative too because they'll even pick up and amplify things that you want to say that you aren't saying. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just like they, they also need to talk it out. That's part of their strategy. They're meant to wait a lunar cycle, which, you know, that sounds like a long time, but it always resonates with them because they're like, yeah, I need to talk things out to my people. And they're meant to see not what other people say. It's not so much for their advice, but more so to see how do I feel about that over the course of the lunar cycle. And um, that's how they know what's best for them. Okay, so not making any impulsive decisions or acting immediately, waiting it out. Yes, and also just the importance I always see with reflectors is who are they spending time with? Like, it always goes back to that one phrase of like, you are those five people you most spend your time with, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like for them, it's that much more important because it brings that out within themselves. So liking the people who they spend time with is so important. Oh, I love that. Okay, that one, it's making a little more sense. <laughs> I've got that one now. <laughs> it definitely has Pisces vibes, though. I agree. Yeah, Pisces and Neptune aspect vibes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
I love how there's always those correlations to astrology too. And it's, it's cool to see when you have that in your chart and then it's amplified in the human design chart, you know, that's going to be an important life theme. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So those were the five types and some information to keep in mind with each of those. Like we said, those websites that we mentioned at the start of the episode, great for diving deeper and reading more into your specific type. Um, Do you want to get more into the other things to prioritize, like briefly talking about authority and maybe profile? Yes. Okay, let's do those. And maybe I'll just give like an example for each one. Um, But okay, so starting with authority, authority is how you know like how you can tap into your intuition and make decisions because the idea is no one's made I know we talked about the types but really no one is meant to be told what to do the authority is always meant to be you know coming back to what's true for you so your authority just helps you make decisions and filter everything that's not meant for you out okay (laughs) yeah yeah so looking at my chart it says authority is emotional what are what are like the, I guess, what does emotional mean? And then, because I'm selfish and I want to know about myself. Um, but <laughs> yeah. then what are like, maybe like two or three other examples? Yeah. Okay. So emotional authority, actually, that's awesome, Alice, because I have that too. It's actually half the population has emotional authority. Okay. So it is more common, but with emotional authority, how you're made to make decisions is basically to know there's no clarity in the now. Like you're not meant to just be spontaneous. You're made to sleep on decisions, feel things out through your emotional wave first. So just so that way you can see and make that decision from all your different emotions. And then by the end of that, you'll understand like, okay, this is what I need and get that clarity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I need to take into consideration because I usually do things in the heat of the moment. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like, okay, a really good example. Tell me if you resonate with this, but you could agree to go, I don't know, go to coffee with a friend like tomorrow. Okay. Like someone asks you, Alice, do you want to hang out? You're like, for sure. And you agree right away. And then the next morning, that's literally the last thing you would want to do in the world. <laughs> you know, That's so true. I would say with work emails too, I never immediately respond to them. I always like give it a day or two. Yeah. And that's, that's good to know because even though half the population has this, this is not how we're wired. We're always meant to be like, we're so impatient as a society. So it's just like, no, get back to that person now. Tell them now. But I think the genius of this is especially with work and love, because if someone were to ask you on a date, you can like take your time with that and it filters who's meant for you and who's not. And it's like more seductive the longer you wait almost if you have emotional authority, if they're meant for you. Well, I really wish everyone <laughs> else making the rules in the world knew about human design. I know. I know, me too. What are what are like one or two other um, authorities you can have? Yeah, so I'll just really quickly run through a couple, but you could have sacral authority or sacral authority, and that's really just to trust your gut in the now, and it's actually a feeling they have, which can be frustrating for others because they can't always articulate why they are saying yes to something or no. They just have to really trust that. 
Um, there's splenic authority, which is more spontaneous moment to moment decisions. Um, there's mental authority, ego authority, like there's, there's so many. So yeah, it's really helpful to learn what yours is and see that as a filter through which you can make your decisions. Okay. And then we have profile, which is the last thing you mentioned that you should prioritize. Um, what, how is that different? Okay, so I love profile because this speaks more to, it tells you more about your life purpose, but also your learning style and personality traits that will kind of give you clues to when you're on track and when you're off. So it kind of helps you get to your life's purpose. Okay, yeah, so I'm seeing two numbers on my chart. I see five, one. How many, are there like a ton of number combinations people can have? Good question. So there's 12 total, just like astrology, you have 12 zodiac signs. The profile, there's 12 of them. (laughs) Yeah. And they're always two numbers. There's like the numbers one through six and different combinations for that. But yeah, it could be like five, one, two, four, six, three, like a different combo. Okay. So as five, one, and maybe like doing another number two, just so I can get the picture. Um, What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So this will be fun, especially for listeners who know you maybe a little bit better. Um, (laughs) But it's funny because like you like to help, you like to lead and be a guide. And, you know, I feel like that even shows up. It's cool because this meshes a little bit more with your energy type and it's not always like that, but you're really able even in the podcast to like guide the conversations a little bit more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than me, I would say. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and also appears usually to be a little bit more serious. So like my my four six profile tells me I appear really friendly to others, whereas you're made to be like almost seen like you have this presence that's a little bit more of like an authority and you can be have more influence or be more persuasive in some ways. Um, that's like yeah. when someone, when I was like, what kind of astrology content do you guys want to see from me on Instagram? And someone was like, memes. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm never giving you a meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is like, and it's cool because knowing this, you're just, it's you know, okay, of course, like that is not something for you that wouldn't benefit you and your purpose um so yeah being really like researching a lot or studying other people liking to have strong foundations and wanting to become an expert or master at one thing usually okay this is making a lot of sense yeah I would say sometimes too the profiles are cool because they can share things like I mean I don't think you'll mind but like For example, because you like to be so sure of yourself, it's usually like you don't even realize how much you know. Like even when we were talking about human design, I was like, Alice, I feel like you know a lot more than you think you do. Yeah, that's that's a problem I have with astrology too. I'm always like, everyone knows more than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's like you're learning to be like, okay, actually I know enough. I can now share what I know or I can act from that knowing. Um, yeah, because, I never feel yeah. ready. I'm like, I have to mm-hmm. do this and this first. I have to read this many books. It's crazy. Yeah. So learning when like that's a motivator to make you read more and study more, that's great. But then when it comes into like imposter syndrome or procrastinating, identifying that. And like, especially for you as a projector, since you can't always see yourself clearly, that's how that comes into profile where it's like, okay, ask someone who's trusted. Like you can ask me and I'll be like, no, Alice, you're good on that topic, you know? Okay. 
Okay, so what are you to contrast your four six? And you said you appear friendly, whereas I appear serious. What else is different about you? Yeah, okay, so four six, like loving to interact with people and develop really close connections. And usually, too, there's a lot of opportunities that come through friends and networking. So I have a four in my profile. Jesse actually has a a four in his, and that's the two numbers. So like I'm specifically, if you have a four, look for that. Usually I see those people being connected, like their friends connect them to their person very often. Okay. And that happened for both of us. And I see that a lot in reading. So kind of cool to know. Um, But yeah, so my community and those people are really, really important, almost like I get a lot out of that and also I love to nurture that so like I love responding to tons of messages from random people like you know um I don't know and then also to be like a role model as I get older is part of it and that's part of the six in my profile so like my Saturn return is really significant for me because that's when I have like an initiation okay yeah that is a lot different from like, if you were to tell me that definition and we're like, this is about you, Alice, I'd be like, no, it's not. Yeah. And it's the one thing, if you have a six in your profile or a three, honestly, those are more about like earlier in life, just having, I mean, this is true if you have other parts in your design too. It's not just this, but I meant to have had a lot of experiences that didn't go as planned or not what I liked and then be able to share that later on or, you know, like be a guide out of that if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. I had no idea what, I never even heard a profile before recording this episode. So this is so so enlightening. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can tell you so much more about yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're going to have to do that. Um, so was there anything else you wanted to mention that we haven't covered? Uh, do you feel like people, do you ever get people that are like, because I don't know with astrology I posted something the other day and someone's like I don't resonate with my moon sign at all and I'm like that's kind of weird like do you have your birth time right is there anything that you would say like do do you get people that say I'm a manifesting generator but that doesn't fit me at all Mm -hmm. I actually I don't get that it depends there's like two people some people are like oh my gosh, that's such a relief. I knew this about myself. I always knew this deep down. And then there's other people who either don't resonate because they have other stuff in their design that we haven't gotten into where like, Alice, you're a projector, but some people have a lot of what are called projected channels in their chart, even if they're a manifester, for example. So it's like, they take on those projector themes. So that's why they don't resonate. And then the other reason is like sometimes we're conditioned to think we should be some way and we're really not like that might get you success, but you're not fulfilled or happy or vice versa. Like, so it depends based on that, like how tapped in you are to that energy. But it really is something to play with. Like human design is meant to be an experiment that you kind of contemplate, see and actually apply and see how it goes if it works awesome if not like you can drop it what is one misconception about human design that you'd want people to know oh my gosh okay well I kind of just spoke to that but just understanding that it isn't (laughs) no but like that's such a good emphasis to end on because it isn't a rigid system and it's really meant to be like this experiment to help you get back in touch with who you are. And that's why I love it so much because I think 
you know, astrology, for example, I can look at my chart or look at someone's chart and be like, oh, you're going through a really hard time. Here's the deeper meaning of that. This is, you know, when it will end. But then I like to use human design to be like, okay, this is what I can do day to day to know like how to get me out of that or how to meet up with opportunities and people and things that are right for me, even if it doesn't align with what another person would do. Like it really, I think that's a misconception where people just think astrology is human design or if it's, you know, but it's it's mm-hmm, so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's more, I definitely feel like it's less rigid for sure. It's more, I don't, it's more helpful for like understanding yourself. Whereas I look to astrology so much for timing. Like you said, it's like, when is this going to end? When is this going to start? Also, you can get your personality out of astrology too, but I don't think it necessarily tells me like how to approach work. It, It just shows me like what type of work I might like, what I might be the most passionate about, but it doesn't really go into the strategy side of things that human design does. Like how should I ask her this promotion or not ask for it like that type of thing like or at least as specifically like human design gives you the how like the practical yeah yeah it's so like Alice you just need to wait for someone to ask you <laughs> you know so yeah I definitely see how they can be really helpful in informing one another and just really keeping in mind they are definitely two different things like yeah, human design does actually get into transits but I don't use it for that as much like I think astrology is a lot you know, more powerful for that. Whereas human design definitely focuses more on self-awareness, relationships, Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. how you get there. Okay, I'm obsessed with human design now. Thank you (laughs) for sharing all of this knowledge. Um, Do you want to just drop details to your course one last time in case anyone that was listening was interested and wants to learn more in depth about their chart? Where can they get this course and how long do they have to sign up for it? Oh, thanks, Alice. You have been such a great interviewer. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so my course, Discovering Your Human Design, self-paced course. We start on Halloween. If you finish in three months by February 1st, you get that special bonus one-to-one with me. And um, yeah, sign up before the 17th to get the discount as well. So that's HD Magic. And yeah, we'll put everything in the show notes for you. But I'm so grateful that you've come to the end of this episode. If you lasted this long and would love to teach you more about your human design. Oh, thank you for sharing. Um, I might have to take your course for sure. Oh my gosh, love you, Alice. Thanks guys for listening. Bye.